Act like you're happy today. Amen. Now, now, last weekend, you know, we had uh, football Sunday. How many enjoyed football Sunday? <laughs> A lot of people are still, still hurting over that. Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, and I didn't get to preach, so I have like seven messages today. And, uh, and I'm fired up because uh, i got to tell you something, man. Uh, God's doing something. You know, God, God's doing something. Amen. I said, God's doing, he's doing something. Amen. We're a part of it. Come on, we're a part of it. And, and every once in a while, you know, you have, you have one of those moments and just everything changes. I mean, everything. Boom, it's gone. You know, and, uh, you, you know, it's like, it's like in the Bible where it says, if any man be in Christ, old things pass away. Behold, all things are new, fresh and new, fresh and new, fresh and new, fresh and new. Fresh and new, amen. You know, one of the things I love about the Word of God is that, uh, you know, man, you start getting into it, and and you can read the same stuff over and over again, and every day it's fresh and new. There's there's something fresh and new. There's it's fresh and new, and and you know, and I get into I it just the way I roll. I get into certain passages, and it, and it just starts, man. I start meditating that stuff, and and every day I'm getting. Good Lord, how could I not see that yesterday? That was awesome, and fresh and new. Hello. If any man, that'd be me, because I'm an any man, right? Look at somebody say, I'm an any man. And I know what you girls are thinking. Well, if any woman. Listen, you, the word man is it's not gender specific. And you can handle being a man if I got to be the bride of Christ. Okay, so, so man, man is, is a cool word because it, it's, it, it's human, right? Human. Human, it's two words put together to make one word, humus and man, right? Humus is dirt, man is spirit. And, hey, this, this flesh, dirt stuff, you know, that's one thing, but that man, that spirit, that came right out of God. And he said, if any man be in Christ, when you step into Christ, that old stuff loses its grip on you. My God, somebody. Well, well I don't feel free. Well, get in Christ! Old things pass away. Everything's fresh and new. Fresh. Every day starting fresh. Every, every day starting fresh. You know, if you just have one of them moments, then everything's different. Right? Well, well yeah, but it's still there. Yeah, but it ain't got no grip. Yeah, but, but I feel bad. Well, knock it off. There ain't nothing you can do about it. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that you can't change. You know, I, I look back to, you know, I don't have to look back far to go, oops. But fresh and new. Hello? I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. The enemy will never again get his claws in me, getting me to look back. I ain't ever going to worry about what happened. Why? Because I can't change it. You cannot alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar, right? So, so uh, what happened? Sorry, I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow, but I'm not feeling sorry for what happened. I'm excited about what's coming. Amen. I'm excited. Why? Because I had one of them moments. You know, I had that then, and then, then everything was different. I had the moment, and then. You know what you need? You need to make this your then. I said, you need to make this your then. Well, I, I, I failed. So what? Join a stupid club. We're in it. This is like a 12-step program for people who failed. Okay. 
Hey, nobody. Hey, hey, if you have never failed, then you ain't never tried. Yeah, but I was doing the wrong thing. Yeah, but all things work together for good for those that love God. All things, all things, all things. If we believe this stuff, we need to start acting like it. Well, why, if you, well I believe, then why are you whining about some things? <laughs> how, how are you going to sit around and whine about some things when you know all things work together for your good? Well, yeah, but that shouldn't happen. Well, it did, and you do not have the ability to respond to it. Right? Well, if you don't have the ability to respond to it, then it must not be your response-ability. Because that's what responsibility means. And then we walk around acting like we're responsible for all kinds of stuff. You ain't that good. Hello? No, man, what you, gotta, you, you just got to, come on. You just got to suck it up and say, you know what? I don't know how God's going to turn out, and I don't care. Here's what I do know, that what the enemy intended for evil, God's going to use it for good. And I'm not going back. I, you know what? That happened. Then all things became fresh and new. I got in Christ. I'm new. I'm not, I'm not a sinner. I, th- I think a lot of people live, you know, well, I'm such a sinner. Well, get saved. There's a difference between being a sinner and sinning, right? Sinning is an action that the people all around you do. So do you. Everybody in the room, you know, we have some sinning. I'm sure there's some sinning. But a sinner is, is, a, uh, is a non-born-again spirit, right? And so when you're born again, you're no longer a sinner. You are now a saint. You are justified. You are justified. You are it's time for something. You are justified. Uh, uh, it's like he just had a great idea. He just got dong, ding. You know, I love those things. And, and uh, it is just as if you never missed the mark. I, I don't know why. Somebody needs to get free today. And I wish you'd hurry up because I have a whole message to preach. And uh, uh, you're interrupting my flow. But, um, you know, what, what we got to do is start r- realizing that, man, I had a moment. The enemy wants you to forget that moment. The enemy wants you to take you into hard places and distract you from the truth. He, he wants you to hyper-focus on things you can't respond to so that you won't remember what you could respond to. See, if you, if you will respond to the truth, the truth is you're in Christ. Old things have no grip. All things fresh and new. All things that are fresh and new are working together for my good. Even the stuff I didn't like and stuff I didn't enjoy, the stuff I shouldn't have done, God will turn it and use it for good. Why? Because that's what he does. And then when you get into a tough spot, a dry spot, a hard spot, well, yeah, but I prayed the prayer. Well, you're still alive. Well, I thought, I thought if we did God life, it would be easy. You thought wrong. Well, you said, I know, we lied. We'd just tell you anything, get you born again, right? But now, now it's full disclosure Sunday. And the truth is, 
in this world, there going to be some tribulation. But, the, but, but you don't stop there. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Why? Because I've already overcome all that. Well, what do you mean it just happened? Yeah, but I overcame it before it happened. Dear God. Check it out. If you are forgiven, forgiven, two words put together to make one word. For, pre, in advance. Given, representing that of a gift. So in advance, you were given a gift. What is a gift? A gift is something that's given to somebody who's done nothing to deserve it. So God gave you a gift in advance. Why? Because he knew you were going to screw up. I mean, really, that old covenant was just a, that was just a, the whole thing was an example of you can't do it. Without me, you can't do it. But if you're forgiven, then in advance, he gave you a gift which would free you from that mess that you're going to create. So I can do anything I want and God's going to forgive me? If you're an idiot. Uh, I mean, you know, it's so weird how people, th- people just get so messed up. And, and they're thinking, it's like, well then, I, well, then I don't have to live good. Well, then your heart's not changed. You know, if you haven't renewed your mind, you couldn't possibly know the will of God, and you're living like a heathen, and you got a T-shirt, and a bumper sticker, and a bad attitude, and, and you think that, 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 that that's the difference maker. No, man, God life's the difference maker. I better, I better keep preaching here. I better keep preaching. Genesis 26, check it out. Genesis 26, we got this one. The Lord appeared uh, to him. Can we... Can we uh, uh, he, this is Isaac, okay? And, and the Lord appeared to him, and he said, don't, don't go back to Egypt, right? Do, do we have verse 1? That, that, might, that might help if we got it. Yeah, that'll help a lot. You with me? I know you're busy texting and stuff. But, uh, well, well it's, it's Mrs. Darby. And, uh, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> okay. And she can mess with me later, right? She can, like not put stuff up and all that kind of stuff. This is awesome. So this is like, this is like gambling here. But anyways, uh, there was a famine in the land. Check it out. There was a famine in the land. Oh, no. There was, there is, and there shall be. Don't be all shocked because life gets tough. No, there's famine in the land. That happens, right? That happens. And, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't the first and it wasn't the last. Come on. And, uh, and Isaac, you know, he, he goes down to the Philistines. Check it out. Look at verse 2. And look what it says. And, and the Lord appeared to him. He kept himself, even in a dry spot, he kept himself where he was still in constant communication with God. This is where a lot of us mess up. Stuff starts sliding sideways, and we start disengaging. Stuff gets hard. So, you know, you know there, there's like this draw on us, and, and, and we back away. Well, it's one I'll be a church attender, but my God, you, sh- you actually expect me to like stand in the parking lot? And, and, I, and we start backing up. It, but, but during his hard time, it, it, he, you know, God, God showed up and said, don't go back to Egypt. Don't go back where you came from. Don't, quit, quit going backwards. Come on, quit going backwards. It's been the story of your life. And, but if any man's in Christ, you're new. Hello, somebody. 
You do. Quit, quit living the way you used to live. When it, when it gets tough, you whine and cry and cave in and give it. Knock it off. You're a conqueror now. Right? And, and so he said, don't go down there. But you, you live. Basically what this says, in the original, what it says is you live where I'm speaking. You live where I'm speaking. Look at verse 3. And, and, he, and he said, go ahead, Kathy, come on. Verse 3. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you. I will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands. I will perform the oath. I'm going to give you the promise. He said, you just hang out here. You just, you just plug in here. You just, you just set up here. Drive the tent stakes deep. Get ready, buddy. Because look what he said. And I will bless you. I will be with you. For it, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to impact everybody who's around you. Look at verse 4. I'm going to make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I'm going to give you your descendants all these. What's he saying? I'm going to give you the promise, man. You're coming after the promise. You've heard it all your life. Look at verse 5. Because Abraham obeyed my voice. He said, I'm going to do all this because Abraham obeyed my voice. You and I, we know Abraham, God said Abraham obeyed my voice. We know Abraham wasn't good at it. Abraham, the father of our faith, right, who staggered not through unbelief. Who are you kidding? Have you read the story? God tells him, hey, I just want you to pack up, just you and a wife, and get on out of here. So he grabs his brother-in-law. I mean, the first act, the first act of obedience had a diss in it. And, and, and then, when they're go, then, then when they're going down, you know, they, they get down to, and, and there was a famine in the land. Remember, it just referred to that famine in the land. And what did he do? He left the place God told him to go to. And Abraham obeyed his voice. What? It's like the dis is silent. Right? And, and, uh, uh, and, and they get off in, in some place they're not even supposed to be, and then he freaks out because his wife is so stinking hot, and I, I can relate to that. I know exactly how he felt. But his wife is so stinking hot that hey, they're going to kill me to take her, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to lie to him for me. And uh, we're going to lie. So, so the father of our faith, he just did what any great father of the faith would do. He lied. And, uh, uh, and Abraham obeyed God. He's a liar, okay? And, and, uh, uh, and he, he looks at the, I'm going after the promise. I mean, can you imagine looking at your wife and saying, hey, God spoke to us? You know, I mean, God just shows up one night in the, in, you know, in, in, in the living room while you two are sitting there, and he starts giving you promises. And then, then you take off the next morning. You're going after the promises. You run into a hard time. You look at your wife, and you say, here's the deal. I'm going to go ahead and go get the promise, but what I'd like you to do is stay here with these heathen people. Because with you with me, it's dangerous to have you with me. But I'm going to go get the promise of God. He, he was willing to cut her out of the future that God had given. Listen, there are some people who are tied to you that are going into your future. I don't care how dangerous they are. You know, it's not real safe to be my friend. True? Sucks to be you. Because if, if your future's tied, hello, somebody. If your future's tied, then guess what? Get in a van, okay? And Abraham obeyed God. No, he went all. He struggled with fear. He struggled with failures. He struggled. He struggled with facts because the facts were stacked against him. But by the time we get here in the story, God don't remember all of that. Why? Because he was justified by his faith. It was just as if he didn't have no fear. It was just as if he'd never failed. It was just as if the, you know. 
See, the enemy's constantly reminding you of your fears. God is saying, oh, wait a minute. No, uh, uh, you know, perfect love casts out fear. The, the enemy's constantly reminding you of your failures. Look what you did. But let me tell you what God's talking about. God's talking about the fact that you are more than a conqueror. The, en- the enemy is always reminding you of facts. But God, if you let him, will remind you and the enemy about the truth. And the truth has more power than the facts. Right? Drop down to verse 12. Down to verse 12. Here he's going. Isaac is cruising along good. And he said, then, then Isaac sowed in that. He had a then moment. This is your then. And you can have a then moment anytime you want it. All you got to do is, is open up your heart, your mind, and, and receive. James said, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. It's got the power to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. You can have a then moment. Jonah had a then moment. The first three words in the, in the second chapter of the book of Jonah, it says, then Jonah prayed. <laughs> you would do. You've been swallowed up by a great fish, seaweed wrapped around your head. He described it as I cried out from the belly of hell. He's going through a hard time, and he starts, he starts praying and talking to God. And actually, can you imagine, in the belly of the fish, he started giving thanksgiving to God. He said, I mean, and the minute he did, isn't it weird? I don't know how many days they traveled through the storm. I can't remember and how far away from the destination they were going. But I know that he was three, I know he, was, I know he had that three-day fast. Right? I mean, it's either a seafood buffet, but dude, we're not into sushi. You know what I'm saying? And so he's got this, he's, he's on this trip moving away from the presence of God. And the minute he started giving thanksgiving to God, the, he had a then moment. Then Jonah prayed. And where did he end up? Exactly where he was supposed to be. I don't care how long you've been running the wrong direction. If you have a then moment, you'll be right at the spot where you're supposed to be. Funny how God works. Huh? Where am I? Then Isaac sowed in that land. Hey, check it out. If you have a then moment, if you have a then, well, how do I know if it's real? You start making investments. You know, uh, you know why it's so hard for some people to, to, to hook up financially at church and give? Because now you've stepped into the realm of ownership. You know, you, if you ever get tired of me, you're going to have to pray that a truck hits me. I ain't going nowhere. Because I've seen how much money Shelby's invested in this. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Isaac, so it, when, when, when you're ready for your moment, you start making investments. It's not, not just money, you, your time, your effort, your energy. You, you make a connection. And it said, then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Shut the front door. You know, I, I've been on this for a couple of weeks and just really praying and talking to God. And God's been telling me that this is going to be the year for some of y'all. No, this is going to be, this is going to be an amazing year for a lot of people. Man, you know, hundredfold. Well, what's that? That's Bible talk for a hundred times. Hundred times. Hundred times. In a minute, we're going to find out that even the enemy wished that they were him. Because, I mean, life, dude, dude, don't even like that guy, but I wish I was him. Hello? And the Lord blessed him. Uh, uh, no, back up. I, I want to leave that there. And the Lord blessed him. Check, check this out. Number one. He's obedient. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He, and and the year, that same year, he's reaping hundredfold. And 
the Lord blessed him. No, on top of, on top of having this insane harvest. And the Lord blessed him. <laughs> I, know, I know some of you old Pentecostal people are wishing where you were. You wish you are at the Pentecostal Church of God or something. You know, so you could have one of the moments. Because, uh, and, <laughs> and, and the Lord blessed him. See, and a lot of us, we don't, we don't even know what that means. That means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. Hello? Not only do we have this insane crop. I mean, he's chucking seeds out the window and going back the next, you know, at, at, at reaping time, and he needs a truck. Right? And... And he's positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. See, if you, if you will have a then moment, if you will recognize, and you got to engage, you got to invest. See, sometimes, sometimes what you have to, what you, what you have, you know, well, invest. Let's say, so I, I, I got I to gotta give something, you're right, to invest. You got to give something that I could lose. Oh, yeah, I hope you lose this one when you give it. You, you got you to gotta, you invest. How about you give that negative attitude? Make an investment and say, you know what I'm going to do? I, I, I'm going to get rid of this doubt, and I'm going I'm to step out here, and, and I'm going to start acting like I believe God's word is true. Well, will I do that? Really? Really? I mean, come on. You know, you know if you say you do it, I, I, I'd like to take the light and let's look at this for a minute. It, because if you... If you believe God and you know that you have been positioned to win regardless of any circumstance, then why do you complain about some circumstances? How do you know I do that? I read your Facebook posts. <laughs> you know, you, man, t- Facebook's kind of a scary deal. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and it's all out there. And, and, uh, and we spiritualize it by, by putting the words, please pray somewhere in our, in our post. We say, please pray before we vomit onto the screen, you know, and it shows up. And I'm thinking, have you, look at people that you wish you were like. You know, uh, I don't know. Name some cool preachers. Who? Christine Kane. In her Facebook post, does she say, oh, please pray for me? I just ran into a bunch of people, and they are just driving me crazy. Now, do you think that there's not people who drive her crazy? Hmm. I'm just saying. I'll get, I'll get there in a minute, and maybe it'll help you. I'm just, I'm just hoping maybe it'll help you. And I know what you're thinking. I wish it was football Sunday. Okay, now, now verse 13. Okay, uh, and the man began to prosper, continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. See, what, what you have to understand, and here, here's the deal that we got to get you to wrap your brain around today, is that uh, you got to begin and then you continue until you become, right? So you got you to begin so that you can continue until you become. He began to do what God told him to do, and he continued until he possessed the promise that God had given him. Hello? 
You, you with me? See, you, you got to pick your process because you, your process, your process is everything. You, look, at, look at somebody say, pick your process. Okay, check it out now. Uh, uh, yeah, but you don't understand. We, we started off and we had all kinds of problems and all kinds of issues. Oh, there was a famine. In, yeah, there was a famine in my land. But, but why didn't you continue? Well, you, 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 don't, know the, you don't know the trouble. We, nobody knows. The, you, you know, and, and we slide over there so fast. Why? Because we think wrong. Okay, we think wrong. We, we've got to renew our mind. God said, my thoughts, different than your thoughts. And I don't want you thinking your thoughts. I want you thinking my thoughts. It's not, it's not a put down. It's an invitation up. God's saying, come, in, come on, walk with me, and, and let me change the way you think. I will renew your mind. Uh, you know, Micah 6, 7, he has shown you, O man, what is good. Do, do justly, right? Uh, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Walk, walk humbly with God. God said, here's what's good is when, when you walk with me. Amos 3.3 3 said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So you got to agree with God. You can't agree with God if you don't know what God said. So when you're walking with God, you're supposed to be listening to him. You're supposed to be in the word. You're supposed to be understanding what he said. Why? So that you, so it'll begin to change the way you think. Why? Because you think wrong. You know, I'm not being mean to you. I'm not saying you're dumb. You know, raising kids, what a trip. Huh? Raising kids. Messed up sometimes. You know, because you know all about it, about the time they move out. I probably, I need to apologize to all three of my boys right here. And uh, tell, sorry I screwed you up. Counseling's working pretty good for you. Thank you. And uh, uh, they need years of it. But, uh, uh, you know, th- there, were time, there were times, some of the best lessons I ever gave, ever, I mean ever, were in a car with one of my boys. They were amazing. In my mind, I pictured me pulling over and be, just before they got out of the car to go do whatever they're going to do. I, I imagine them, you know, getting all their lunch money and just throwing it in the floor and saying, Dad, that was so good. Just here's an offering. You know, and not one time. Never happened. Matter of fact, I had all three of them in the car one time, and, and, and I had rattled off some stuff, and, I mean, it was amazing. I wished I had recorded it. Because I knew there's no way I'm ever going to get all that back. Because I have revelatory insight. It was flowing, and I got done. And, and they're all looking at me kind of funny. And I said, I think it was Stephen. I said, Stephen, do you understand? And he goes, Dad, we don't understand a word you just said. <laughs> Sweet, I'm a communicator. That's what I do for a living. Okay, <coughs> Anna. Uh, but, you know, for years and years, it took me a long time to get it. I mean, and they tried to help me. They tried to tell me. They tried to instruct me, but, uh, you know, it's crazy. And, uh, uh, but I, I would make the statement, hey, you're thinking wrong. And, but what they heard me saying is, I think you're stupid. Well, that's not what I'm saying, but that's what they're hearing. And, and you've got, you got to make sure that you get this right today, that when we say we're thinking wrong, it's not God saying you're dumb because you're not. You're sharp. You're smart. Man, I, I believe you're so smart that if you end up in the wrong place, you'll figure that out. But here's the deal. We think wrong. We think that our problem, you know, uh, Isaiah 32, 18, my people shall dwell on a peaceful habitation. Okay, well, we don't have peace in our house, so there's the problem. Uh, all, my God shall supply all my needs. Well, we ain't got no money, and there's the problem. Uh, you know, there, the doctor says you're going to die. Okay, there's something in my body. There's the problem. And we call all kinds of stuff the problem that ain't the problem. That's the product. 
See, the problem is not the product, and the product is not the problem. The problem is the pattern. It's really quiet in here. Hear that fan? Okay, the problem isn't the product. The product isn't the problem. The problem is the pattern. We're picking the wrong patterns. Okay, I, I mean, think about it. Let's, let's just take a math problem. <laughs> Okay, there's a pattern of not studying right there. Okay, so, so let's just take a math problem, and we'll make it an easy one. 111, okay, 111, that's three ones, one, 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 111, and, and, and let's put it next to another one. So then I got two, and then another one, now I got three, and put it to another one, now I got four, put it to another one, now I got five, put it to another one, now I got six. Six times 111 is? Oh, you're six, six. Triple six. Ooh, that's a bad number. But he's right. Give him a hand. He's right. <laughs> Mathematical genius. And we look at it and we say, there's the problem. That's not the problem. That's the product. Because all I got to do to change the product, add one more 111. Right? So if I got seven 111s, what do I got? Seven, seven, seven. That's a better number. So I could go from you to, that's cool. All I got to do is change the pattern. But because we think wrong, we think the problem is I ain't got enough money. More money will not solve your poor spending patterns. See, we, we think, we think we know what the problem, I know what the problem is. I know what the problem is. I spend all this time single. What I need is a spouse. Got a big amen right there. And, 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 and you hook up. I, I, I'm going I'm to find fulfillment. I'm going to find fulfillment by, by connecting to another person. And then we find out, hmm, somebody's full of something, but it's not, it's not the fulfillment I was looking for. And so, so okay, okay, now, now I know, I know what will make me happy. I know what will make me happy. Let's have kids. Love them little suckers. But happy don't come in the diaper bag. Okay. That's not what they call that. Okay. That is not what they call it. It's not called happy. Okay. So uh, so what we end up with, you see, we, we just end up, man, I just can't believe, I just can't believe, you know, all of these problems. No, it's the pattern. Uh, Romans 12, 2 in the NIV, he said, don't conform, or don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. There's a carnal pattern that is contradictory to God life pattern. There's God's way, and your way. Proverbs fourteen twelve. There's a way that seems right to you. That's a pattern. And the ends thereof are the ways of death. It's not dead. It's separated. Separated from what? Separated from the promise. If you if you do, you know what you got to do. You have to decide today, I'm going to pick my pattern. I'm going to change my patterns. And I'm going to tell you something. The hardest thing in the world to change is a lifestyle. But I have strength for all things. I'm ready to and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who will infuse me with an inner strength. Why? Because I'm tired. You know, a lot of us are blaming all kinds of stuff on the devil, and the devil's sitting back, and he loves to take credit for it. But it ain't his fingerprints all over your credit card. 
you weren't demon possessed when you was charge. You know, I mean, it just this, you know, uh, that that lack that lack of peace in your world. That's that's not that's not because there's a famine in the land. That's not because the wind's blowing. That's not because and, and you know, and we think stupid stuff. You know, we we go into hard times and we think, oh, I must have done something wrong. The world does not evolve around you. Stuff is just out there. It's part of life. But what's your pattern? How do you, how do you, you have, you have to, if you will investigate your pattern, you can discover your real problem. I want to say that again because you should write it down, maybe even have it tattooed to your body. If you will, if you will investigate your pattern, you can discover your real problem. See, the enemy, the enemy wants you to think that the product is, is, is the problem. Why? Well, because you're not able to respond to that. You can't do nothing about it. It's a product. What are you going to do about it? 111 times 6 is 666. That's just what it is. Now you're stuck with 666 in every realm of your life. And what, what do you, look what the devil's done to me. No, you, you have, that's your pattern. Over 100 people healed one weekend service. And it's awesome. We'll clap later because I'm almost out of minutes. But, uh, but I can guarantee you that not all of them still have it. Why? Because of their patterns. Because you go, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure, but I think I don't feel good. Uh oh, you know, uh, I mean, no disrespect, but when when we first got married, is it okay if I talk about this? Should I should I tell you what it is? Yeah, you know what? Can I just share something with you? If if a preacher ever looks like a guest speaker, if we ever have a guest speaker and he looks at me and says, "Do you mind if I say this?" What am I supposed to say? Don't you dare say that. That's what I'm going to say next time, just so you know what's happening when the preacher. Do you mind? Yes. And I just want to see what happens, but because uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, but when, when, when we first got married, I had been raised in a different pattern than Shelby had in a lot of different areas. Some of our patterns were better, more healthy. Some of their patterns were better. And so we had to start picking patterns. But one of the patterns that we had to change immediately in her world was uh, I had been raised in, in, a, in a place where we just, man, we live by faith. We believe God. We're you know, stepping out, and, and there is no such thing. I mean, you might not feel good, but that does not make your decisions for you. Let's go. And, and I went to her house and into the bathroom, and they have a really cool house. It was built in the, you know, the pre-1900s. It was a stagecoach. Uh, what do they call it? Stop. Whatever. That was, that's a big word there. Okay, and... Uh, 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 <laughs> And it's really cool, but I walked in the bathroom, and, and there was this cabinet and an antique thing, you know, in the bath. It's really cool, you know, the claw foot, uh, foot bathtub and, and, and this big wooden cabinet thing. And, and, and looking at that, wow, that is awesome. And I opened the door, and it is stacked full of medications. I'm thinking, are you guys a pharmacy or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got, every, they got everything, everything that you can imagine. I don't know what all was in there, but there was stuff in there I'd never even heard of. And I was like, whoa, check that out. And we got to change that pattern. Why? Because every time you feel good, you're going to take a pill? No, you don't need a pill. You need a gospel. <laughs> well, are you saying you don't believe in doctors? Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I really don't think that you have to take your insurance and see how far you can use it. 
I don't, I don't think you need an excuse to not go to work. I think you need to get up and go. I think you need to change your patterns, right? I think we need to change the patterns in the way that we raise our kids. I think we need to change the patterns in the way that we talk to our spouse. I think we need to change the pattern in the way that we spend our money. I think we need to change the pattern in the way that we take care of our body. We need to change our pattern in the way that we attend the church. We need to change our pattern. In the, uh, hello, somebody. Well, what will I do? It'll remove all your problems. You got to, man, I'm out of time. You got to pick your pattern. See, we're all wanting God to change stuff out there. God's saying, you know what I need? I need permission to change stuff in here. I got got to change the way you think. That'll change the way you feel. You want to feel better? Start thinking better. Think better, you're going to feel better. You start feeling better, you know what you're going to do? You're going to act better. Your, your, your choices will be better. Your actions will be better. Your habits will become better. Your character will become better. And your final result will be better. So you got to pick your pattern. You need to investigate your pattern so you can discover your real problem. See, the problem's not the product. Problems located in your pattern. Because I, I, I wish I, I don't know where all my time went, but I tell you what, the enemy, he can't do anything about your source. See, see what, what the Philistines did, the Philistines envied Isaac, and what they did is they went around, they filled up all of his wells with dirt. Why? Well, because they couldn't do anything about the source. All they could mess with was the flow. So they put foreign objects into the well. And what you have to do is you, you have to go to the well. Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. You need to go to the well, and you need to start removing the foreign objects, the things that don't line up with the Word of God. You need to start getting rid of that bitterness. You need to get rid of that complacency. You need to get rid of that convenience mindset. You need to remove that. You need to, you need to spend some time with God and start re- digging out the well. You got to just keep on digging. You just got to keep on digging. You just got to keep on digging. You got to just keep on digging. You got yeah, well, why? Well, because you started. See, you, you said, God, I give my life to you. And in our culture, what we, th- what we actually think that means is that God's just going to start pouring out buckets of blessings on us. And what the, what the truth is, is that he said, you know what? If, if any man setting his hand to the plow and looking back, he ain't even fit for the kingdom. In the book of James, it says that, that sin starts off with a desire. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not from outside, but it's a desire of your own, and it drags you off to do your own thing. And, and, and it conceives and gives birth to sin. And when sin is done uh, with this process, with the pattern of sin, it brings forth death. I'm telling you, the pattern, it, it can be negative or it can be positive. And what we have to do, what we have to do is we have to start digging out that well because we've, we've developed some bad patterns. And we've got to remove that stuff. We, we, man, I'll tell you what, if it takes you a year to get, you know, it was, what's, what's funny is that some of us have spent over 40 years, you know, filling up the well with stuff. What we want to do, what we want to do is move, move, let's just dig a new well. No, he didn't, he didn't dig new wells. He redug the old well. See, you think, well, I'll just dig a little bit in a new well. You actually think you'll find more fulfillment if you live more shallow? No, you gotta, you got to dig deep, and you got to remove the, the, the foreign objects that the enemy's placed in, in, in your heart so that you can get your flow back. And then all of a sudden, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to humiliate hell every single day of your life. 
because the stuff that used to suck the life out of you, you're stepping over. You don't even notice it anymore. You look back and go, oh, yeah, that, well, whatever. And you just keep going. Why? Because all things are working together for good. My God. You've got to change your pattern. I want you to close your book and bow your head real quick. Some of you have lived a pattern.